This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. Today's episode, I'll go over three main tips that I would have for new real estate investors. And even if you're an existing real estate investor, these might be useful for you as well. Like I know when I first got into real estate investing, it kind of just happened. And actually I did not analyze a deal or, or anything. We, we converted a, a home, a condo we had at the time into a rental. It just happened. We didn't even go into all the details, but I'll go into the three main points that I, I would recommend for new investors. Number one would be to understand your numbers. And these are just understanding basic numbers of real estate investing, not even getting into all the the complex calculations of it. So number one is understand your numbers. Number two is understand the multiple ways that you get a benefit or return on your investment from real estate. And number three is understand the financing aspect and some potential ways that maybe some unique ways that you can get financing on rental properties. So number one, again, was know your numbers. Number two is understand the multiple ways you get benefits from real estate. And then the third one is to just understand the unique ways that you can, you can finance properties because that is most of the time that's what's holding people back is the financing piece. So let's jump into number one, the two main of finance aspects of it or the numbers that I'm recommending for you to understand. These are the two things. Number one is understand what net operating income is. Your NOI or your net income of that rental property. To calculate that, you take the rental income of the property and you can do it by month. Just say, okay, the rental income for this month is X for this property. And then you subtract out the monthly costs. Or if you do it for the year, it's maybe a little easier to calculate in property taxes. Say, okay, this property is going to bring in $10,000 a year and it's going to have $5,000 of expenses, utilities, repairs, and management or whatever else it is. Whatever you're left with, that's your net operating income. That's your net income. That calculation in that one, do not do not calculate your, or do not uh, bring in your your debt service or your mortgage payments on that yet. You want to just understand what net operating income is first without even taking into account any debt. You just want to just analyze the deal kind of independently of debt in the beginning and you can bring debt in later looking at cash flow. So look at net operating income because with your net operating income, then you can compare that to the purchase price of the property. So on this on this property, in that example I gave, if you had 10,000 of income, 5,000 of expenses, you end up with $5,000 of net income on that property. If you bought that property for $100,000, the cap rate, which is the other one you need to understand, the cap rate on that property would be 5%. So you take net operating income and divide it by the purchase price of the property or whatever you acquire acquire for or could acquire for. That's how you get to the cap rate. You gotta understand that because looking at NOI and cap rate, with that, you'll be able to compare it to other deals. You could say, okay, well, this is a $100,000 property that kicks off $5,000 of income. Well, what if you have a $120,000 property that kicks off $5,000 of income? 
right off the bat you know your hundred thousand dollar property is cheaper and the cap rate will be higher because it has a lower purchase price so let's say you bought a two hundred thousand dollar property at a five thousand dollar net income that cap rate would be two and a half percent so you've got to just just understand the way the math works on that it's simple math but you've really as you're analyzing deals you'll really start to internalize it and just it just you just start feeling the numbers i'm an accountant so maybe that's a weird thing to say but you just can just internalize the numbers and just just really understand it is what i'm getting at there okay uh the next piece is i'm now we're on number two i was saying make sure you understand the multiple ways that you can get a return on your investment from real estate so the first one we'll talk about is cash flow so you go back to the number one i just mentioned you get to that net operating income we're, we want to understand cash flow though like what what amount are you putting back in your pocket each year cash flow is calculated you take your net operating income and you subtract out your debt service and that's how you get to cash flow so in that first example on that hundred thousand dollar property kicking up five thousand of income for the year let's say you have three thousand dollars of debt service on that property for the year that means you end up with two thousand dollars in cash flow for the year so that's the first benefit of real estate I want you to understand the second benefit of real estate is and they're in no order of importance I just want you to understand all of them the second one is amortization which means like the loan the debt pay down you don't see you don't get cash back in your pocket when someone else is paying your mortgage when your tenants are paying your mortgage with their rent income but it is a benefit that you're getting it's just not in your pocket at that time it's equity you're building up the difference from the value of the property and the debt that's on the property that's the equity you're building up so that's the second benefit a third one is appreciation this your real estate over the long term it's going to appreciate um, and just bringing that into your estimates it might be a little harder because we're trying to predict the future which is impossible but just understand that there is some appreciation aspect to that and that's calculated based on yeah, however much your down payment was for that property. That's how you, you estimate a rate of return. And I do have, I've got these four benefits of real estate that I'm going over now quickly, but there is a prior episode that specifically talks about the four benefits of real estate. I'd go back and listen to that where I'll go into more depth on it. But uh, the fourth one is the tax benefit. So there is a tax benefit in the form of like one, of course, you get it off. You get to deduct all of your operating costs of this rental property, but you have de- the depreciation expense that you can write off every year over 27 years if it's a residential property, or we've got bonus depreciation and accelerated depreciation you can write off. Um, and then there's some major tax benefits there, and that's again harder to calculate, but take that into account as you're looking at your total rates of return. So that's. Those are the four benefits of real estate, which is number two in my tip in this in this episode. I just want you to understand those, especially for new real estate investors. Just understand when you're comparing real estate to say stocks. If you go, oh, the stock market gave me a five percent rate of return last year, or, or let's let's do a different example. Let's say the stock market gave you a ten percent rate of return, and that's what's expected out of that. And you look at a like real estate and you go well the cap rate on this thing or the cash flow on this is pretty low i'm only making five percent on this real estate 
a lot of people will just kind of lean towards stocks and say, oh, the stock's giving me 10%, I'm gonna go that, that direction. But you've gotta remember the real estate, you have the tax advantage where you'll have cash flow that you're not paying, you're not paying income on, or you're not paying taxes on. You'll have long-term appreciation, which stocks have as well. So that's where it rivals with the stocks. Uh, but then if someone else paying down your loan because it's leveraged, that's a benefit that's included. So you've gotta just take all those into account and it's, it's harder to do this, but you kind of equalize or kind of add up the benefit and, and try to compare that over to, say, a stock investment or a bond investment, maybe something that's has low or no risk, um, like bonds, but maybe not the stocks. Okay, then the last one. So first, I talked about um, just the tip for the investors for understanding the, the four benefits of real estate oh, that was the second one the first one was understanding your numbers the second was understanding the multiple ways you get a benefit from real estate and the third is understanding the unique ways of getting financing so the financing aspect of it in most real estate properties, you'll see that the banks are gonna try to require like 25 or 30% down on these investment properties. If you're looking at a hundred thousand, even a hundred thousand dollar property, you might need to come up with 25 or thirty thousand dollars. Or a million dollar property, you're coming up with two hundred and fifty or three hundred thousand dollars. Some a lot of people don't just have that extra cash laying around. So you think of ways if this is what you're going into and what you've decided on, think you've got to think of ways to get cash out of different places where you can deploy it into real estate specifically. Some some recommendations I've had I'd have with that would be to maybe consider cashing out some 401k. You would want to look at the tax implications of that because when you pull money out of a 401k, that would be taxed. Do you have uh, tax benefits from the real estate they could offset that or if you don't are you willing to take that tax hit to put the money into that the one of more my my favorite way is to um, kind of tap into the equity of your house if you have other real estate or if you have a personal home that you own maybe looking to getting a home equity line of credit those are typically pretty easy to get if you've got regular income interest rates are low terms are pretty far out there 25 or 30 years or maybe even interest only look at the home equity line of credit as an option and then another way I'd recommend is as you're looking for these properties maybe you find sellers that are motivated and they're interested in carrying a note so on that hundred thousand dollar property maybe you go hey I'll, I'll pay you a hundred and five thousand dollars if You'll, you'll carry the, a $20,000 note. So I only need to come up with say five or $10,000 on the down payment instead of 25 or 30. And then when I say carrying the note, that, that means that the seller would finance part of the sale and at closing, it would be say a closing price of $100,000. You'd get a bank loan, say for the $70,000, but you're still short $30,000 if the seller agrees to carry a note of $20,000, that's 
that fills up twenty thousand of the thirty, and then you would only need to come up with the remaining ten thousand dollars. And you'd ha- you would have a loan payment though to the bank and to the seller. So just make sure that that makes sense in your numbers. But that that's a way to get into bigger properties, bigger than what you have for down payment. I, mean, I think you might be surprised at how many sellers would be interested in that. There are some tax benefits of spreading out the sale, especially bigger properties that have a lot of capital gain for these sellers. If you spread them out, I think they'd be a lot more willing to work with you. So remember, uh, just to quick wrap up on the three types of, uh, the three main benefits, or three, not benefits, but the three tips I'd have for new real estate investors would be understand your numbers, that's the net operating income and the cap rate. Number two would just understand the four ways that you get benefit out of real estate when you're comparing that with other investments. And then the third one, just make sure that you you don't just give up on the financing. Just understand there is some flexibility and creativity and just think of multiple ways that you could get, um, yeah, get into these properties with little to no cash at all. But uh, yeah, that should help you accelerate your wealth, increase your tax deduction. And- Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com.